Hey, what's going on, everyone? It is Jamie G here. I want to say a very warm welcome to you. Thank you very much for joining me in today's episode. So today, what I wanted to uncover is uh, what I think is one of the fastest ways to grow any business online at the moment. And uh, I'm really excited to talk about this. I've got a couple of case studies I want to go through with you guys. And I think you're going to get a lot of benefit out of it if you go through and follow the steps accordingly. So anyway, stay tuned. I shall catch you guys right after this. Hey guys, how you going? Very warm welcome back to you. My name is Jamie G and if this is your first time here, I cover internet marketing, affiliate marketing, how to get started online and pretty much all things digital. If that's of interest to yourself, I'd love to have you guys join me. Feel free to hit that subscribe button. Otherwise, uh, you can find me on YouTube via jamie-g.com forward slash YouTube. All right, so I'm going to unleash the demons <laughs> on you guys today and this is going to really help and, and basically take someone who has nothing online to having a fully fledged business pretty much straight away immediately. Uh, what am I talking about exactly? It is influencer marketing. Uh, what is that? I hear you ask. Well, influencer marketing, I'm great, glad you asked. Uh, influencer marketing is basically the idea that you can leverage off someone else's audience to sell your products, to uh, sell your service, to generate leads, basically to expose your business to a wider audience. The reason why it is so powerful and why it works so well and why so many big businesses are actually turning to influencer marketing these days because the ROIs are absolutely amazing by comparison um, is because when an influencer has a relationship with an audience and I guess to paint that picture a little bit stronger uh, and a, a little bit more accurate, when someone is on say Instagram for example and they are uh, uh, let's just go with an Instagram model there seems to be a lot of them and they're building their relationship with their audience they are showing different parts of their life they're traveling you know they're looking nice they've, they've got different clothes on they look great they're at a coffee shop here and then they're on a beach there and they're doing sporty stuff and so the the byproduct of that is that you end up forming a, a type of relationship with those people uh my wife is actually a really good example she used to watch a program called bachelor or bachelorette or bachelor in paradise or any number of those types of shows she loves them but what it means is that she feels a sense of connection to a lot of the women that have appeared on these shows so we, she will in turn follow them on instagram what that means is she considers them in some ways to be her friends it's uh, a bit of a language barrier there uh, she doesn't actually think they're friends it's more of an inside joke her and I have but the point being is that she feels some sort of strange connection to it so I can guarantee almost 100% if I any one of these uh, influential women were to basically say hey buy this thing I use it all the time it helps with this this and this then guess what's going to happen I guarantee my wife's being a consumer would jump on and end up purchasing those products based off these recommendations. So that's why it's so powerful because of the, the relationship that the influencer has with the audience. When, when people think of influencer marketing, nine times out of 10, they're going to think of Instagram. And whilst you can get significant uh, ROIs from Instagram, 
There is a, a couple of flaws that I'd like to discuss here. I'm going to offer you guys an alternative uh, after I speak about that as well. So what's wrong with inf- uh, Instagram uh, in general if you're looking at influencer marketing? Well, a couple of things. Instagram has a very finite nature to it. So a lot of people will follow thousands of people and the algorithm doesn't know which one, which content to show at which time. So what that means is if you are paying someone to display your product or service or whatever to their audience, you're not always going to get the best bang for your buck because like I say, the finite nature of it and the, just the, the sheer volume of content coming through means that you might only be exposing your content to a small percentage of that audience overall, right? Hopefully that makes sense. So that's one thing. The other thing is if you are selling a product, so let's assume that you've got an e-commerce store and in that e-commerce store, you've got like a special discount for anyone that buys via this influencer, whatever the case may be. That influencer puts up some content relating to your product. So an image, uh, a video, whatever it is, they say, check it out, link in the bio, either their own bio, or they say, hey, you know, check out my friend's account, blah, 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 here it is, um, and the link's in their bio, whatever. Now, the, the flaw in that model is basically someone has to, in most times, they will have to click through to someone else's um, account. They will either have to follow that person, uh, and if they don't, and it's just an open profile, that's cool too, they then will need to click that link go to the store and then choose whether or not they make a purchase. Now, that's all well and good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Like I say, the ROIs are actually fairly significant from using Instagram. But in my mind, I think that's not the greatest way to do it. The other thing that kind of irks me about Instagram in, in terms of an influencer standpoint is a lot of the time the influencers will charge for uh, a short, a very short period of time. So they will say something like, I will leave the post up for uh, 24 hours. I will leave the post up for 12 hours. I've even seen them that leave it up for an hour, believe it or not. Um, and I, I think that's kind of bad business, to be honest. It's You're not really providing significant value. Now, of course, the, the caveat on that one is if the influencer has an incredibly dedicated audience that love whatever product that you're trying to promote and they end up buying, then of course, you know, it, it probably could pay off. But I, I think that's a bit of a hole in, in the system. So what do you do though? What's the alternative? Uh, well, YouTube is the alternative and it's in my mind, hands down, one of the best places to find influencers. So again, I'll paint another picture for you. Uh, many months ago, so what are we, July, uh, July, late, late July, losing, losing track of time. 25th of July, I'm recording this in 2019. And around March, in 2018, uh, one of my clients had one of their former customers approach them and said, hey, I've started a YouTube channel. I really enjoyed your product. Would you mind if I feature it on your pro- on, on the show? Absolutely, no worries. Now, bearing in mind, this person at that time only had around, I think, 20,000 subscribers. Don't quote me on that. Uh, and basically, the video only got, like I think, 3,000 views or something like that. But... That one video went live on the 27th of March and that store, that e-commerce store, had only made around $2,000 for that entire month up to that point. Cue the uh, video on the 27th, as I say, and everything just absolutely blew up. 
In fact, it ended up generating over $10,000 of revenue alone. In fact, it was so powerful that this particular person decided to do like a recap of their favorite products at the end of the month. And lo and behold, that video alone also ended up getting a whole bunch more sales through to the store. Super, super powerful. Now, here's the kicker. We're talking, uh, what's that? What does say, March? So let's say 15-ish months, give or take, right? 15 months later, that site still gets traffic and sales from YouTube. Now, of course, we did repeat the process and, and unfortunately the other uh, videos didn't quite go as well. We ended up getting scammed by someone who was pumping up their stats. It is something to watch out for, by the way. But the, even that, even though that one wasn't huge, uh, there were still sales that came from that particular person's video as well. So yes, that does work as well. Anyway, that's a little side note for you guys. So how do you get involved with this? And how do you know that you're going to get the most bang for your buck? All right, well, a couple of things you can do. Number one, you can actually go onto YouTube. You can find relevant video, sorry, relevant channels in whatever niche you're in. And when you find those channels, what you can do is have a look at the about page on the right hand side of the main, uh, main front page of their channel. In the about page, there's usually a section there that shows you how you can get in touch with these particular people. So they might be, uh, might be able to reach out to them via email. That's often the case. Failing that, you can often find them on other social media networks, so Twitter or Instagram or Tumblr or whatever they've got there. And you follow those links and you can actually just reach out to them that way. Now, a couple of things you, that you really do want to be watching out for. Number one is you want to make sure that they are uploading on a regular basis. You don't want to have a channel that might have a bunch of subscribers, might have a bunch of views, but in reality, they're only uploading once every two months or the last upload was months and months ago. I'm not necessarily saying that's a bad thing because if they start producing content again, then maybe it will trigger the algorithm and start showing your content uh, to a whole bunch of people. But it's something to, to be cautious of how regular they are. Also would define how, how um, uh, I guess, in tune and how in touch their audience is as well. A couple of things there. Now, the other thing to bear in mind is the demographic. So uh, what demographic does the product you're trying to promote appeal to? What age group? And conversely, what age group uh, and demographic is the YouTube channel? Um, what what uh, demographic are they appealing to? That was there'll be massive things you need to ask. So there's a couple of things to consider. The other thing is, are they bumping up their stats? And one way to find out is you can actually use a website. It's called Social Blade. Uh, pretty sure it's socialblade.com. And all you need to do is go onto Social Blade and have a look at their channel. It'll give you information about their channel. And what you're looking for specifically is if there's been any random spikes in subscriber growth. Why would there be random spikes in subscriber growth or losses? It's usually because they're getting bots to subscribe. So they don't necessarily have legitimate subscribers. That's something to, to watch out for. The other major clue is if they have monetization turned off. 
So what I mean is when you go onto their channel, are ads being displayed on their channel or are ads off? If ads are displaying, then it basically means that they've got legitimate subscribers. So you know that at least that's one thing in your favor. A couple of things to watch out for. The other thing is if there's an unnatural uh, ratio of comments, that can also be a trigger. Not always, but sometimes. And you need to have a look at some of those comments. Are they, do they seem legitimate? Or are they too far-fetched? Just have a look at, at things like that. Uh, there's no necessary hard and fast rule about how much someone will charge. So it's really up to you to negotiate with the, uh, the end user. Sometimes you can create a, a deal with them where you might be able to offer an affiliate link so you split the profits if you make any sales, for example. Anyways, you can also fast-forward this entire process and you can have it so that the influencers actually come to you. So how do you do that in particular? Well, you jump onto a website called famebit.com, F-A-M-E-B-I-T.com. And Famebit is in the marketplace for YouTube influencers and it allows you to post jobs and influencers will tender for work on Famebit. So if they see your job come up, they can put in a quote. Hi, I'm blah, blah, blah. I've got an audience of this many. I'd love to work with you guys. Here's our cost. You then have, uh, you can actually select how long you want the campaign to go for. So you might have two weeks or a month or sometimes more, to basically work out whether that particular influencer is someone you wish to work with. And if you do, and you've done your homework, and you vet their channel, and you engage with them, then that process is short-circuited, like I say. Now, the reason why this is so exciting is because if you repeat this process a number of times, you'll have a whole bunch of assets out there they offer permanent links back to your property, your um, your uh, digital properties. Sorry, lost my train of thought. <laughs> so yeah, super powerful stuff. The thing is, you won't get it right every time. In fact, one of my first ventures into influencer marketing on YouTube was a complete flop. I didn't do my homework properly. I chose an influencer with an audience of around thirty thousand people. I thought this is brilliant. They had completely lied about their stats as it transpired. And I thought this demographic should be ideal. But they were all 14-year-olds. They were not a buying demographic. The process itself, they were managed, the the influencer was actually managed by a third-party company who were incredibly unprofessional. They wanted uh, tips. They wanted basically reparations for things that hadn't been done. They were, it was a very bad experience. And I guess the, the, the worst part about it was the actual product itself was digital. So they could have gone and got the product, as I mentioned, I paid for that as well. And in doing so, they could have had the, the uh, content created a lot quicker. It took over 35 days and sometimes a week or more would go by without them responding to me. So it was a terrible experience. The good part about that was I learned a lot. 
And the other good part was my link ended up getting thousands and thousands and thousands of clicks. And I thought, great, this is awesome. Can't wait for it to blow up. Can't wait for these people to start buying. No one ever did. Because, as I say... Yeah, so as I say, the uh, audience was uh, around 14 years old, unbeknownst to me when I first went down that path uh, and hired the influencers. So it was a bad experience, but you know it was a learning curve, if nothing else. Uh, I've also had bad experiences with Instagram influencers as well. Uh, I, I went through a recommendation from someone. Turns out that they all had uh, bot traffic. Uh, yeah, so I mean, there, there are a lot of traps out there. One of the good things about the likes of FameBit, though, is because it is through a, a third-party platform, there is a vetting process. So it means that not only do you have, a, is there a rating system in place, but also the actual platform itself does vet the, the uh, YouTubers as well, right? So anyway, uh, yeah, definitely check it out, FameBit. Like I say, I think this is one of the fastest, if not the fastest way to grow an online business because instead of you having to basically do the guesswork and learn Facebook ads or, or Google AdWords, all that sort of stuff, what you're essentially doing is just leveraging off someone else's authority and off their opinion. So if they have a good opinion of you, even if you're paying for it, and they say, you know, buy this product, it's awesome, or, you know, here's my full review of this product, it's great, then, of course, your business is going to flourish as a result. On the assumption that you target the right demographic, as I alluded to earlier as well, right? So that's it. Basically, influencer marketing, uh, have a look at it. Take, uh, take the, the plunge. Uh, and even uh, if you're not looking at Instagram, you're not looking at YouTube, there are other means out there as well. Uh, some people actually still leverage off Twitter. Believe it or not, I was surprised when I found that out because I, I don't know many people that do. Even though it is still uh, one of the world's largest sites, it is still, uh, I guess, a, a pretty big uh, way for a lot of people to get information, news, etc. But I, I was surprised that uh, from an influencer standpoint, you can't actually still use it in that regard as well. Um, one of the benefits of the likes of Twitter, actually, while I'm on that subject, is it's more probable people will retweet and more probable people will also like and engage and all that sort of stuff. So, they're, they're, again, it's very similar to Instagram where it does have a, a finite nature to it. But uh, once again, you can actually get some traction if you do it right. I, I'm, I'm not an expert at it, so I won't really speak about how to go about it. Uh, I just know that it is an option if you can find a good account with a good engagement and obviously the right demographics involved as well. Um, and the other one actually while I'm on that subject is Pinterest. Uh, I think this is incredibly underutilized, incredibly underutilized. So Pinterest is amazing for traffic to web pages in general. Uh, they have re-allowed the uh, ability to direct link to affiliate links. So if you do have a, an affiliate link out there, uh, and someone and you put it as a pin, someone can click on that, go directly to the sales page, etc. Right, so it does does have that effect. But uh, again, if you can get onto one of those larger boards, the cost per uh, getting onto the, one of those larger boards is usually fairly cheap. Now, again, it's not something I'm an expert on, so I'm not going to sort of talk about that too much. But I think it's something that is completely under leveraged at the moment. Uh, one of the things that I, I noticed when I was doing a lot of Pinterest work and, and e-commerce in particular many years ago is I had a jewelry store 
And I was selling uh, what I didn't actually know this at the time. It was brought to my attention, but it was a knockoff watch. I thought it was just a very nice looking watch. So I was drop shipping. What I didn't know is that it was actually a, a knockoff of a, a Gucci watch. I think it was uh, something like that. So it was very popular, very expensive as well. So my uh, pin that I put on Pinterest ended up having a sense of virality. And I ended up making uh, quite a lot of organic sales. And when I say organic, as in I didn't pay for ad spend, I just put it on Pinterest. So I happened to be able to put it on uh, what they used to have as group boards. I don't believe they still have that. You can um, do something similar through an app called Tailwind, uh, tailwind.com these days. But uh, I don't think they allow group boards the same way that they used to. But that was a great way to leverage a community. So often you'd have a whole bunch of people that were contributing to a, a board. Uh, they would have thousands and thousands of followers. Uh, therefore, if you put something up there that was of interest, sometimes they would get uh, that would go viral. And then uh, you start getting organic likes and shares all that sort of stuff and and like I say the byproduct for me was because I uh, inadvertently was uh, trying to promote and sell this uh, like I say what turned out to be a, a knockoff watch uh, I ended up getting quite a lot of sales so again just pinpointing excuse the pun that Pinterest is uh, something that is underutilized as far as traffic generation goes and also as far as influencer marketing goes as well so there you have it, influencer marketing, it's a lot of fun. Uh, you don't even need your own audience because if someone else, if like the cool kid at school says, hey, don't, don't bully that kid, he's cool, then all of a sudden that kid is cool. <laughs> and guess what happens? Everyone likes that kid all of a sudden, even though he's probably already cool to start with. Um, anyway, that's it, guys. So uh, yeah, check it out, influencer marketing. It's, uh, it's going to be an awesome way for you to promote your business and grow it really, really rapidly. So with that said, I'm out of here. Hopefully you guys got some value out of this. Uh, my name is Jamie. I really appreciate you tuning in. Like I say, if you do want to follow up with anything, you can either find me um, available in my group. Just go to bit.ly forward slash Jamie G group. You'll be able to claim your own unique password and enter the conversation or alternatively on YouTube via Jamie hyphen G dot com forward slash youtube i look forward to catching up with you guys around the web thanks once again catch you next time bye bye